But I think the greatest threat to America is a lack of men and fathers to stand up, to be there, to love their wives faithfully, to provide, protect, correct their children. It's like, where are the men? Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Victor Mark Show. We are excited today, um, mixed with a little bummery, because Eileen wanted to be here for this podcast with our special guest. And uh, uh, we have Leanne Baker in studio. Uh, and and we want to say thank you for coming on and be part of this. Uh, Eileen says to give you a big hug, big video I know, hug. I- I know, uh, hugs. Uh, yeah, she's. Uh, we have to fly out tomorrow to this special bow tie fancy event. So she had to go get her hair done. It was it. We flew okay. in today, last night. You get it, right? Priorities, my friend. Priorities. Yeah, I said, well, babe, she'll understand. But uh, we and we look forward to seeing you in person. Get you out here sometime. Do some training. I get would you. love that. I, I would seriously. Love that. And, and you know what? We'll record it. We'll do video showing you yes. getting all jacked up, shooting jujitsu, blade work, what that. And then you know what we'll do? We'll do a uh, an actual. We do training rescues. So we'll put somebody in a hostage house, and you have to be on the team leading them. Go get the the girl who's locked up. How's that? I would love it. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's like a dream come true for me. And, and we'll do a, we'll do a video you. from it. I went from never owning a gun in my home and saying, I will never have a gun in my home to quite a collection, I might say. Look at you, (laughs) gun gal. You know, Eileen, Eileen is from California. And, you know, she comes from a pretty typical liberal family uh, as far as the background on things regarding guns and whatnot. And I remember, Scout, Come here. Get up here. Scout wants to say hi. Oh, hi, Scout. <laughs> so uh, Eileen was like, no guns in the house. And I said, well, babe, you know, when we were first married, I said, I got to have at least one. So I, I had a little revolver. She let me keep it locked up. And one night, uh, one night, she calls me. I'm training at the I was teaching at a, a martial arts school. Somebody was trying to break into our house. And we've always had dogs for protection. And the dog was just at every window. The person was going around trying. This dog was just hitting the windows. So I called the police. And I told her, babe, go get that pistol. It's a revolver. You don't have to. There's no just aim and point. Point shoot. Yeah. And by the time I had got to the front door, there's two... There's two officers, front door's open. She has, we had three little ones at the time. She was holding one, gun in the hand, two little ones. And our dog was keeping the police at bay. They're like, hey, could you get your dog down? I said, yeah. So the dog, and then I went over to her and said, hey, babe, let me have the pistol. She goes, 
I can't let go. Her adrenaline was so, and I had to peel it out of her hand, I'll tell you. The next day, she goes, take me to the range and teach me how to shoot. That's and it was, yeah, because uh, gals, uh, anybody, really, it's a, there's fear and apprehension at first because it's a small explosion in your hand. Mm-hmm. But once you get comfortable with the basics and on the right weapon, it's truly a good feeling, isn't it? Yes, I understand that there's fear and there should be because you should have respect for that weapon. But right. once you get comfortable and you're experienced with shooting it and using it, then there should be no cause for fear. I remember the first time that I re- went shooting at a range, I, I fled California and moved to Tennessee and my realtor took me to a gun range and he gave me his nine millimeter Glock and they put this this you know, man poster and it was coming towards me. And I lit that sucker up from the inside down like this, right dead center. And my realtor looked at me and he goes, uh, you're what we'd call a natural. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There are, there are women who are actually natural shooters more than men. Mm-hmm. I'll say more than men. And, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I is, think uh, once your once your children's lives are threatened, because like we had some death threats, and I went from "we'll never own a gun" to "how many can I legally have and teach you yes. how to operate them?" Right. Uh, oh my gosh, I love it. So you're in Tennessee now. Mm-hmm. Yes. What 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 city are y'all in? We're y'all outside Nashville? of Nashville. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you 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 know, dog the bounty hunter. Yes. Uh, Not personally, but I know who that is. So he called me this morning. This is like, he always calls me from a blank phone. And he goes, hey, this is Dog. I said, what's (laughs) up, brother? He goes, well, you know, he went into a bunch, because he used to live close to us here. So he just, uh, he he moved back uh, south. He's in Florida. But he's going to be in Nashville I believe, uh, in a couple of weeks. So uh, he's starting to speak at churches a lot more. Yes, I've faith. seen that. Yes. Isn't, isn't that fun? I and love he's, it. He's the real deal. He's rough as, you know, a high number sandpaper, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> but he, he loves the Lord and his new bride. I was at their wedding. I actually flew in from, I think, Columbia or somewhere to to attend the wedding and speak at it but uh yeah it's uh it's a it's a great thing to see people who've been in media uh learn how to negotiate that then at a certain point like for you folks for those of you don't know i mean you won will and grace a number of uh episodes i think you're best known for uh, good luck, Charlie, uh, probably. Good luck, Charlie. Yeah, for I'm trying to think of the demographic watching. This is the mom and good luck, Charlie, folks. That's who I'm talking to. <laughs> She's a legend. <laughs> and and you know what was great as far as, because uh, parents will say, oh, my kids loved it. We loved it. We yeah. loved good fun. But you, you're really a great actress. Thank you. I, I mean... Because some of them, uh, you're physical, you're a physical <laughs> actor, but how, before we get into anything else, how did you get involved in that? Were you just that precocious child that yes. just was always up on the table in front of any family gathering? And 
Yeah, pretty much every picture of me as a child is hands on hips with this look on my face. So sassy girl. I was sassy girl. Um, didn't know how to keep my mouth shut. That hasn't changed. Um, <laughs> even when it's for my own good to keep my mouth shut. I'm trying to learn from that. Um, and I did like to perform in front of people. More importantly, I love to make people laugh. Um, I thought I was going to be a big dramatic actress because I was good at it. But right. then I just had more fun making people laugh. And my mom is hilarious. So is she? she rubbed off. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I really these... can't take that woman anywhere. Okay. Do you feel like uh, some of the best comedic actors are actually very, very strong in the drama uh, part? They can really hit the serious roles pretty deep. We've seen that with a number of, you know, comedians who went mm -hmm. into acting, and, and but some of their best roles were pretty deep. Yeah, if you can take comedy seriously, you can do drama pretty easily and effortlessly. Um, I, I think that I, every true comedic actor that I know can do drama, but it's rare that a dramatic actor can do comedy. It's one of those right. feelings where when they try it, you're like, oh, I'm a little uncomfortable watching it. Like, yeah. It's not, yeah. It's just not Ow. a sweater you should be wearing. Oh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's, uh, yeah, I think that's the same in the speaker world for people who are yes. communicators on platform. You'll, they'll have their jokes lined out and sometimes they're good. And then sometimes it's like, Oh, ow. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, yeah, it's, uh, humor, humor's the anesthesia to receive truth and take a breath. A hundred percent it is. I mean, and that's right? why when I give speeches at political functions or at freedom rallies, um, that I lean into it. And that's what's one of my key points to show people oh, how, to, how to get past fear, how to, how to break through that fear and be brave is use, use humor to do it. You know, Bill Gates isn't so scary when you laugh at him, honestly. Right. That's where really right. one of my weapons is to take the piss out of people like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, fear is, has been dominating our public. And we saw it definitely in the last couple of years, but even the church, because you're a woman of faith and and it's it was it was disheartening at first, but then I said, Well, it's pretty telling. I've I was speaking at a pastor's conference, so I said, Hey, I had to go through my library and pull some books out that I said, not you anymore. Uh no, you, you wrote well, but you you did not live it. And to me, it disqualified them. So this this fear, uh, mm -hmm. how did, especially in, in your world, mm -hmm. it's very sensitive. If you want jobs, if you want to mm -hmm. get, you know, how do you manage or overcome that? Because it got to the point where someone's going to threaten the lives of my children. It's all, I'm, it's gloves off. Like you, you want to go toe to toe? Let's go toe to. Let's go there. That's how I feel I about it. it. You keep your hands off our kids. Hands off. I don't care what anybody thinks of me because I have one judge, and it's not the person watching me online. It's not the worst person watching me on the television. It's not the person next to me in the grocery store. I have one judge, my friend, and that's the yeah. only God I'm here to please. Well, and you know what? It, I think we finally have reached that place in society where. 
compromises on rampant, but finally, finally in the area of protecting children, it becomes a nonpartisan issue. That's it becomes right. a non-religious issue necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, I help promote this group online called Gays Against Groomers. I love and, them. Yes. I agree. Right? Thank you. I'm so grateful that they are speaking up and helping protect our children. Well, and more than pastors. That's yeah. that's the thing yes. that blows me away. It's like, hey, you leaders of faith should be in there swinging hard to protect the children. But I got to lock arms with a guy that's queer than a $3 bill, but he's got a backbone of titanium because in the moral or what I would say a moral code, we don't agree on lifestyles or the marriage deal. And that's okay. He's like, that's okay, Victor. You don't have to. But this, we can protect children. Because what a lot of folks don't realize, there's a lot of people who are in that lifestyle that actually suffered abuse as a kid. And that's what that's what flares them up. Just like prison. Yeah. You, you can have murderers and, and even rapists and drug dealers, but you mess with children. You're going to pay the price. The, yeah. They, that's the, and I think that's the last frontier that we have as our children and this whole thing the timing of our visit is good because what's that fancy fashion balenciaga balenciaga yeah, let's ba- go Balen- there victor shall we let's yeah, go there I, yeah. <laughs> it's real and people have it, talked about it it's not only real it's not only real it's not only an interpretation of pictures with symbolism running rampant it's documentation laid on a table and books that have pornography in them if you even remotely look at the accounts of the person that was in charge of this shoot you would be shocked it's nothing more than occult worshiping and sacrificing of children and, and pedophilia that's what it is and for people to sit around this is what angers me the most and say oh balenciaga didn't know let me tell you something about Hollywood and about advertising. Here's how it goes down. Every single person that puts on a suit or has a connection to a phone in that company not only knows what's going down, has studied, explored their option, chosen that option, and approved it. So for them to say we didn't know is a straight up lie. Yeah. It, 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 it's, and I think people are finally coming to that place to where they're going. This is too extreme. There is yeah. no, and same for the celebrities that, you know, are compensated by them or promote them. Everybody's still real quiet. And sure. it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's about that money. Or we know this because of what we do. The blackmail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's of, real. Of, it's real. When you've done mm-hmm. some nasty, naughty, evil things with children or others, Yep. Believe me, folks, stuff gets recorded and it gets put on a thumb drive and they have leverage of you. That's why people in our government vote weird. That's why some pastors even are quiet. We That's were right. just, uh, Eileen and I were just on a sting operation with our team. And we were on a task force, believe it or not, with Homeland Security. Mm-hmm. And we were in Kansas City, you know, middle America. And... Um, there was a there was a situation that they told us about blew our mind 
where uh, they had a hotel set up, fake, you know, prostitution. A pastor drove up to the hotel in the church van right up front thinking he was going to have sex with a 14-year-old. So I go, folks, if this is happening in the church, the sexual perversion, my gosh, Hollywood, it benefits them to condition people's minds uh, for acceptance and really condition children's minds. Right. That's why, from a psychological standpoint, uh, we haven't seen the worst of what's coming. We see the tip of the iceberg with the mm-hmm. mutilations and the, the trans... And believe me, my heart breaks. The one thing I would encourage people is, you know, don't get angry at those struggling. Right. And 100%. making bad choices. Love them. Be there for them. Say, I don't understand. Be angry at the people causing it. The doctor that's celebrating it, every surgery she's performed on young people, she's posting it on Instagram. Yeah. Be angry at folks like that that are making money off of it. So I think we need to also really be angry. I'm really angry at the institutions and the schools specifically that and our political government who have paved the way in these little they call them schools. I call them government indoctrination camps where they have set up a psychological experiment that has driven children into that. So what I mean by that is if you're white, you are inherently evil. You are an oppressor. You will never be good. If you are black, you will always be a victim. You will never be equal to. You will never be successful. You can only trust people who look exactly like you. You paint this picture for children, and then you come in and say, but... If you're a part of this community, it's all unicorns and rainbows and sprinkles everywhere and glitter. Right. So what you're doing is you're using peer pressure and a false narrative to push children into an area that they otherwise wouldn't even think about. And now you're going to mutilate their body where there's no going back and get them dependent, even if they're not mutilated, on drugs that cause irreversible damage. The drug that is used to chemically castrate males, it was discussed to use that as punishment for pedophiles and the courts ruled it was too inhumane. And they wanna give it to children. Yeah, too inhumane for adult humans, but we're gonna give it to kids. And God bless That's, these adults yeah. who have gone through this process and are coming forward and saying, hey, this is not what it's cracked up to be. I wish someone had warned me and prepared me. I'm on a basket of drugs for the rest of my life. I, my body has irreversible damage. Um, and not to mention that a lot of cure of the cure of gender dysphoria is actually going through puberty. So now they want to stop it before they can even hopefully get to a cure for it. Exactly. And our our friends in the the gay community are saying, "Hey, leave these kids alone. Yeah. Let them grow up and make a decision. Don't be forcing this narrative on them." And the, we have been infiltrated in our school system by books, teachers, uh, school boards, China. and like you said, lots the, of yeah, things. lots. The TikTok. I am glad. Let's talk about that for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a friend from China, and she goes, uh, Ma? No, she goes, look, <laughs> I, I have two TikToks. One is the American version, one is the Chinese. Chinese version does not allow, she goes, they don't even allow cleavage to be shown on there. You right. go to the American version, and it's like, that's the thing that 
we see all these girls, you know, parading themselves. And I'm like, this is what prostitutes used to do 30 years ago in order to get business. Now, here are kids, teenagers doing this. And a lot of times you have parents that are like either too lazy to check or monitor or yeah. they're actually worse. They're for it. Like, oh, that's so cute. Mm-hmm. And uh, f- folks, when when we destroy the moral fiber of the family and then specifically you go after children what's happening is happening you remember uh or know of a fellow named dr james dobson no dr james dobson was was a psychiatrist and then he started uh an organization called focus on the family uh and he's written more books from a christian perspective and a radio program uh, on faith I do know and family. Focus on the family. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, I uh, so I actually worked for him for a period of time. A lot of people don't know that I was an assistant to him and, uh, he now runs family talk and we're in conversations about me taking all of his material for manhood and men, and then putting it into media form and being kind of that representative because, I think the greatest threat to America, we're talking about all this, but I think the greatest threat to America is a lack of men and fathers to stand up, to be there, to love their wives faithfully, to provide, protect, correct their children. It's like, where are the men? We talk about gays for groomers. We talk about women. Women Oh, yeah, I'm going to a school board meeting, like fighting, like where, and and they're out on the battlefield by myself with some other moms going, where, where are they? See, the women are rolling up the sleeves because when the mama bears are awakened, they don't care. I mean, they, that's right. We will protect our cubs. Yeah. So I I talk about men need to step up and into that gap because it's the way God has ordained it. But again, this whole passivity deal and it's it's challenging, but there's a real enemy. We believe in a devil that has demons that focuses on destroying the family and destroying our nation because regardless of what people think, a lot of these, of course, we see it from the celebrity realm, you know, hate America, whatnot, go somewhere else. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, I will I, buy you a ticket. Yeah, yeah. It's... uh. But yet they're traveling. They're migrating from California. I live in Colorado. We have our headquarters here. And man, it's like everything's changing. I'm like, well, why don't y'all just kind of stay where you are? And while are in your, you know, horrible mistakes, but you come on over here to trying to destroy. Um, and we see it. The other thing is people are passive when it comes time for politics. And yeah. look, you don't have to be a... a, a a history major, a poli sci but you have to understand that bad leaders hurt our nation Absolutely. And, and our community. Just like you said, going to a school board meeting, that matters. That's where stuff gets done. You got to show up. And, you know, they tried to make an example of me by Joe Biden calling me a domestic terrorist after that school board meeting. And to get other people to go, gosh, if they're going to do this to her, if they're going to slam her, what what would they do to me? Don't be afraid. Who cares? I don't care what Joe Biden thinks of me. You know, 
I showed him, I actually made a video of, of like a life, a day in the life of a terrorist, and I showed them how I murdered vegetable soup and how I put it in the blender and really gave it the whatnot, you know? So I just laugh at it. I mean, that's ridiculous yeah. that parents aren't allowed to speak freely, you know? But um, there, there is a real problem with the fathers, I think, and they do need guidance because I think men have been emasculated for so long yeah. and it's taken its toll. And if you look up classic psychology, you know, girls that are promiscuous, showing their boobs online, craving attention from a male, it's because the dad wasn't there to love them and support them and tell them that they're the number one thing in the world. Oftentimes, you know? yep. I would tell dads, hey, if, if your young girl comes in the room and you're watching commercials or film that shows a bunch of nonsense, she's going to instantly take, well, that's what my dad likes, so maybe that's what I should do. Yeah. And um, and it gets worse because of, again, a, a breakdown of a moral code in our nation and in the family. Now, and that is the end goal, isn't it? I feel that the end is. goal to really break America, which is the, um, I think, the linchpin in freedom and um, democracy in the world, is, is to get us to go to a one-world government, one-world order, whatever the thing is that they call it, the World Economic Forum. It's really to, to break the nuclear family to destroy Agreed. it and destroy, I mean, destroy uh, all moral fiber. Agreed. We, we've we led about 3 million people into this country. Oh, um, yeah. And Eileen and I were on the border when people were coming in. Of course, we're there from a humanitarian aspect. And a, you, you, we, there were two girls who had traveled for three months. They were sisters, like 11 and 13. And when they saw Eileen, they just fell in her arms crying. Both had been horribly abused at any time, sexually, to, on this three-month trip to get here. So it shows the desperation of where they come. Yeah. But also, I was trying to tell folks, and it's hard for people to imagine, Eileen and I are in the airport, uh, U.S., down on the border, and you see people lined up. They, they came across and then... You know, they were processed very quickly, but they have a manila envelope. They have a ticket to whatever city they wanted to go to. They have a little rations from a card. And now it's just like poof. I know the left is doing this. Uh, their false compassion is mm -hmm. is nauseating because these people suffer to get here. That's right. And I'm, I'm like, you should have just, you, yeah. You promise these people, oh, come here, we'll take care of you. We'll take your vote. We'll take care of you. And the fact yes. of the matter is, you're, it's, it's cruel to promise someone something when we don't have the resources to fulfill that. And it is all about the vote. Period. It's all about the vote. Because you can see the hypocrisy. And I'm glad some governors started pushing people up to certain cities yes. and areas to say, and hey, you're so benevolent. Like no, they don't. No, they don't. Well, uh, hey, tell us some of the projects you've been involved in lately and uh, so people can watch some of your Yeah, films. well, it's, I know it's Family Camp. Out. Family Camp was fun. I, that, I love that. Come here, dog. It was a good one. So it turns out I'm uncancelable. They've tried it three times and it just didn't work. Yeah. I woke up the next morning and I still existed. I still had my life and my whole <laughs> history of existence was still around. 
so I did a movie that was released this summer called Family Camp. It was quite successful. It's very funny. Anybody can get that on any kind of streaming platform. Uh, I just finished filming a, a Christian Christmas movie called Bringing Back Christmas, which will be out next Christmas. We filmed it in the heat wave in Texas. And I wow. showed up and I was so excited because I thought, oh, these poor people are just dying out here in all these tunics and headgear and it's 117 degrees. I said, I'm so glad my scenes are going to be on a green screen because I play an angel. And they were like, we decided that you're just going to be in the scene. And I was like, oh, Hello. wow, that really changes things. <laughs> yeah. So much for a green screen. So much for a green screen. But I had a wonderful, beautiful time in, uh, in that shoot. And then um, I have a movie that was released and did really well last Christmas holiday season on television. It will be one of the great Christmas movies this year that will be out again called Christmas in the Pines. Oh, so nice. that that's the work that I've been uh, up to recently. And um, like I said, it has the, the work has slowed down because of me speaking the truth. I mean, I get calls yeah. from producers and casting directors that say, thank you so much for speaking out and speaking the truth. We completely agree with you, but we can't hire you. You know, right. I, I get that a lot. Uh, because All right. It's, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even even Dog talked about that today. He's working on a project, and he's like, he says it's 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 not so much the Jesus aspect as it is the political of you yeah. standing up for what's right. He says, man, freedoms, there, yeah, freedoms. It, and I wish so people much would just realize it's it's so simple. If if I'm standing up for you to have freedom over your own body. Whether yeah. you're right or left, if you don't support that, then you're not really taking a good intellectual peek into the future of where that can lead, right? Your, your, your bodily autonomy, your governance comes from God. This is one nation under God. It is not one nation under Joe Biden or George yeah. Soros or the Rockefeller yeah. Foundation. Yeah. You know, well, once I mean, you well, give that up, it's, it's, you're going to have to go to war to get it back. When people don't really believe it can happen, Eileen and I still have a house in Iraq, and uh, people don't understand how quickly. I mean, look what's going on and look what, actively in Brazil, in China, and uh, look what happened in Venezuela. Um, I mean, we went down there to help girls that were from Venezuela selling themselves, not even being trafficked or pimped. They were just selling themselves yeah. for sex. For it was eight dollars an hour, uh, and I tell folks that's why this gun issue. I'm like, I think everybody should buy a gun, buy as many as that's you right. can. Do that's not right. what everything changes if they can disarm you. Period. That's right. That and, is what keeps America strong, and people don't want to hear this. But that gun is not to go out and kill your neighbor. You're to love your neighbor clothe your neighbor, shelter your neighbor, help provide for your neighbor, okay? It is to protect you from a government out of control, period. It's, and that's what it's keeps true. the United States as a whole protected. That's why China, even though they're setting up police stations in the United States, hasn't walked in here and just taken us over. Now, they're buying up our farmland, and they're doing other nefarious yeah. deeds. But the reason we've not been completely taken over is because little blondes walking around like me have got a lot of ammunition and a lot of weapons. Yeah, it's you're quite informed and equipped young lady this is you're you're gonna cause a lot of women to go i like her i want to be <laughs> like her uh, now um what would be the one thing you would tell 
parents who, because you, you have some children. Tell us about your kids. So I have two children, two boys. One had just turned 10 and one is 13. So he went from a child to being a man in like a span of two weeks. Um, yeah. Oh, that was heartbreaking. It's still heartbreaking. It, it I is. I try to hold him and he's like a foot taller than me. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so my children had reactions to your standard vaccines on the vaccine schedule, like severe Ooh. neurological and health ones where they had to be hospitalized. We have medical mm. exemptions for them. So I knew immediately that the mask was simply a lot. I had read in Warren Buffett's book that um, the only untapped market medically uh, speaking, that was basically a gold mine, was a mandated vaccine schedule, much like the children's one, you know, but more for adults, that that could open up just such an incredible profit. Um, and so, you know, you start putting the smoking guns together, and then there is a virus that's loose, and the first paper that came out, Bill and Melinda Gates had donated $180 million to a vaccine for a virus that had been around for a week that no one knew about much. I turned to my husband, I held that paper up and I said, this is how they're going to do it. This is how they're going to do it. And in California, they took away all medical, um, all medical exemptions in schools to only 4,000 children in the entire state at the end of 2019 to prepare for this, saying that they Wait. were just collateral damage to... Mm -hmm. Yes, my friend. Say that again. They took away all medical exemptions from children in California. That's only 4,000 exemptions for people who I have had, been injured. I've never heard that. Wow. That happened in the end of 2019 to prepare for the way for this virus because they want every single person to get it. And if you die, you are collateral damage for the greater good. Well, I'm not about to sacrifice my kids for collateral damage for the greater good. Just not happening. So once you see their game and their wheels in motion, it's really hard to deny what's happening. And whether someone wants the shot or doesn't want the shot, I just want you to have the choice. It shouldn't be mandated. You shouldn't have to uh, be forced to have a medical experiment or injection that's proven to be done on you in order to live in society. Let me tell you something right now, Victor. If the President of the United States came out and said, broccoli is good for you, and everyone must eat it. You must eat broccoli, okay? There'd be riots in the streets because inevitably someone's going to be allergic to it and someone's going to die from it, okay? So let's pretend right. that this is the right. safest vaccine in the world and that the overall mortality uh, since its rollout isn't up 40%. Let's pretend that that's not the case. Still, someone's going to die of eating broccoli and people are going to throw fits. So why people would condemn, and they're really conditioning our children to not accept other people who don't get this medical procedure. If you don't have authority over your own body, it's game over. So I want to say to all the people who don't believe in God, you better get behind the notion of, of one government under God. Because if you're not under God, you're under Joe Biden. You're under the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation for Population Control. You're underneath George Soros. You're underneath the Rothschilds. You're underneath a lot of billionaires you don't want to be ruled by. This is hard truths, Rabbi. There are people that are going, oh, I don't, don't get in the conspiracy. It's too, mm -hmm. folks, can I just tell you, it's not a conspiracy if it's truth. It's, it is truth. This is something that uh, people have warned about. You talk about George Soros. We were in the bottom of Mexico. We crossed over into Guatemala, literally on a raft. It's very funny. Americans <laughs> illegally crossing into Guatemala is hilarious. A reverse. <laughs> yeah. And the guy, 
the guy pushing our uh, raft, he had a shirt on that said coyote on the back. I said, you're literally a coyote. He goes, yeah, we have a little union yeah. down here. So, yeah, but but we took video and film of walls that had been painted with directions and instruction how to get to the next step, what to say when you get to America. Yeah. And it was all funded by George Soros. Of course it we, was. We, we, we followed the trail all the way to the Darien Gap and then over to Columbia. He, he and, profits yeah. off of destruction of societies. That's how he, that's his business. Yeah, he's a monster. There's, mm-hmm. there's, there's no doubt. And again, uh, the, let, let's talk about the passivity of men. Uh, in our nation, we're having an epidemic of low testosterone among males. It, it, it is, it's at an all-time low. And if, if dudes don't have the right amount of testosterone. There's a lot of things that's not going to happen. They're not going to have muscle mass. They're going to be passive, indecisive, uh, and actually start to take up. And they know they physically and emotionally can't do something. So what they'll do is just naturally lean toward the lesser, which may be more feminine. And, and that's why they've made that very on vogue and very um, popular and a very, there is a, there's acceptable. a reason behind their messaging. I'm not saying there aren't people who are naturally more feminine. Okay. I'm oh, not for saying sure. that that doesn't right, exist, right. you know, but I'm saying people who are uh, falsely leaning towards that. Right. And, and who yeah. just, you know, it's, they're making it so popular to, you know, I guarantee you we're the only military out there who is completely emasculating their forces and talking about pronouns. When you watch, you know, the videos from Russia or China that are recruiting military, uh, let me tell you, they are manning up. That is not what their videos look like. No. And uh, that's why a lot of good professional soldiers, warfighters, have gotten out of our military because it's being led by people all the way up to the Pentagon who it's more about changing the culture of the military uh, with all this political correctness and wokeness. And it makes us very, very vulnerable. Yes. Uh, and, and we need people to understand that. Uh, now, I, I, I want to keep you all day, but I'm enjoying the... The fellowship. <laughs> next time we'll get together. When we uh we're gonna be in Chattanooga actually next week. I'm speaking uh Sunday and then Eileen will be speaking to a women's group. But when we get over to Nashville way, we'll connect. I would and, love that. Uh, yeah, and we'll visit. But I have two questions that I always ask my guest the okay. first time on. Uh there is no wrong answer. So, oh gosh, I'm nervous. Because you know what? They always like, there are certain PTA meetings where like, there are no dumb questions. And then I ask and everybody's like, oh, I'm like, okay, except mine, of course. <laughs> no, the, these are fun. The first one is most people live according, most people, to perceptions. Uh, they don't dig into facts and whatnot. But perceptions. What is your perception of Eileen and I and like who we are, what we do? So my perception of both of you is um, you kind of represent, to me, goals of what I want my marriage to look like. 
It can be the video where you walk up behind her in the kitchen and she's doing dishes. You walk up behind her. And I was like, oh, you know, like that. Yes. I'm like, Keith, get over here when I'm doing dishes. And then I'm like, oh, wait a second. You do dishes. I'll go do that. <laughs> I know. But, you know, we're, it's really teaching me because I am a really strong personality. And I'm really trying to take the Bible seriously now. This has been very hard for Good me for as a child who grew up with her hands on her hips saying, I yeah. do, I do was my first phrase. So it's really an adjustment for me to let my husband lead and, and me support. It, it, is, uh, it is hard, you know, but, and, and it's hard for him too. There are times where I'm like, here, take the reins. And he's like, I don't want the reins. What are you handing me the reins for? You know, so we're right. doing this dance and it's really such a good example that the both of you provide. A and um, I you. just really respect it. And I know that no marriage is perfect. I know as perfect as yours looks in Instagram, it's, it's not perfect, but that's what makes me, um, it makes it feel attainable is because you don't put on airs or fronts. I, I know you have an imperfect relationship that constantly takes nurturing and work and love and attention. And um, the one thing that I believe really makes your relationship so strong is the fact that you follow our Lord, you know, that yeah. you have a righteous path. And so we're trying to walk that and we do use you both as an example. Oh, that's very kind uh, and encouraging uh, to hear that. It's, you know, Eileen and I, we've been separated twice over 34 years. Uh, she is an alpha female uh, like you. And I, I learned early on, you can't break them. You cannot break an alpha. It, 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 they will die on the hill. One of our daughters, when she was getting married, I looked at her uh, soon-to-be husband on the aisle, and I said, you'll never break her. Don't try. Yeah. And so I learned that early on. And then Eileen, boy, I tell you, her greatest secret, because uh, I've told her plenty of times, I wouldn't have stayed married to me. Dang. She goes, well... I know heaven is real. Our time on earth is short. Our marriage is bigger than both of us. Yeah. Um, but she, every day, gets up, gets her cup of coffee, and she sits down before anything, and she's in the Word. And I've seen her not in the Word and in it. And I, I was like, I really like you in the Word. She goes, I like me better, too, yeah. when I'm yeah. in the Word, getting fed. But, if I um, read the Bible every morning, it really does set my day. I start with prayer, Pilates, and then I have a cup of coffee and read the Word. And it really does, um, I can get worked up, and it calms me, and it, yeah. it, it lets me, leads me into my day knowing what's important. And, yeah. um, and I don't, I, it helps me to not live my life so much like this and a little more like this. Yeah. And that's so important, folks, because you can't live in the fight or flight state where your body's just, it, it, will, it will tear you down. Mm -hmm. We call it battlefield tempo because we've lived it where people were trying to kill us in Iraq, where we had to hide for three days, and we had brought our children to Iraq that summer. It was years with family camp. I, we told our kids, this year we're going to Iraq. Y'all get to go with mom and dad. Camp Iraq. And uh, our, 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 it was during the fighting, it was 2017, our, our son, he turned 12 there. 
I'll never forget. He goes, he comes up to us, he goes, worst birthday ever. <laughs> and we were laughing. Oh, yeah, because it was, I mean, it was, it was a rough, it was a rough gig. And I, you know what I did? I pull out a grenade. I said, you, you want to hold a grenade? I don't, I don't have anything. He goes, yes. So I gave him a grenade. He's like, can I pull the bit? No, no, no son. Uh, oh. But, but yeah, folks, we have, Eileen and I, it, it took us 30 plus years before we decided we would be subject matter experts. And I think we were just, uh, we wanted to make sure we were in that groove where we had figured it out and worked off the rough, rough edges uh, in our relationship. So we put together a marriage course. You can go to victormarks.com forward slash marriage. That's victormarks, marks with an X, dot com forward slash marriage. And just, I think it's a four or five part series. And you can just see how I just line my wife out. I tell her how the cow eats the cabbage and how I'm the man of the. Is she back? I want to make I'm sure. Expecting, yeah, you better look behind your back. <laughs> I want to make sure she's not back yet. I'm, my courage of talking smack against her is directly related to the distance I am from her. Let me let me check her 360. She's still out. But uh, yeah, it's uh, marriages matter, and yeah. good on y'all for good on you for wanting to fight because when that disintegrates, everything else. Kids, yeah. kids pay the biggest Everything. price too. It's horrible. Yeah. And I'm not going to do that to my kids. I actually told that to my husband. You're lucky I won't put my kids through that. <laughs> yeah. Or you'd be done. <laughs> well, it, and folks, believe me, uh, we do represent a, a great marriage, but man, we never gave up. It takes it work. It was, oh, and it's, it you got to, rem- it, it does. Dying to self in those moments of, and returning to some very basics, like just say, hey, I'm sorry. That was my, it, you'd be amazed at saying, I'm sorry for having that stink attitude or I was short or, you know, what, 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 whatever it is. I threw all your clothes out the window. So, uh, uh, I remember one time I was, I was so under pressure. I just shared this a few podcasts ago. I was so under pressure and oh, I was just, talking about guns and Eileen's with me in the car. I pull up because we have some uh, ranch out here. Throw the door open. I draw my everyday carry racked around and emptied a magazine into a tree and sat back and she just goes, you feel better? Yes. I was like, actually I, I do this, the smell of gunpowder. And she goes, okay, can we move on? I'm like, yeah, let me just make, clear my weapon so folks it's not about perfection it's about the right direction a lot of forgive me i'm sorry um um and then move on but don't give up would you say that just don't don't give up don't give up two people give up at the same time ah it's it's a catastrophe right we can't give you can't give up you know at the end of the day you have to realize and you know what i just want to point this out for people who think there's something better around the corner there's not there's not Mm -hmm. okay you're going to go through the same stuff with another person you know so that also keeps me married of like i don't want to start at ground zero with someone you know oh totally i I, uh, told i you know because i travel and whatnot and sometimes women have a wrong 
idea about me uh, or other ideas. I, I remember telling a gal going, what in the world do you think you can offer me? My wife has stayed with me for 30 plus years. She knows the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's right. And and our our joke when we speak together, I go, yeah, there would have been some women who 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 purchased me, but they will return me with the receipt pretty darn quick when they <laughs> right, when they're like, right. uh, yeah, Eileen goes, the warranty's out, babe. I can't return yeah. you. It's there's no more. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we uh, especially young folks. Our producer, how long y'all, how long you been married? Kendall, almost two years, and uh, they got a little baby. I and, know. I uh, heard him this morning. He's so cute. Right. I heard so him. I, yeah, all these, uh, it's just real folks will tell you. And then also, you know, make sure you trust God for the right person. I tell gals, don't compromise. Uh, uh, Eileen and I speak on this. If sex is what got and kept a man, then prostitutes would be the most sought after women for wives. That's Unfortunately, right. they're not. Right. Uh, and there's still value in them because we rescue and recover and see them heal sure. all the time. Yes. And we see them get married. We love them. Uh, but gals, don't don't be compromising your values because it takes your own dignity away. It um, does. And I feel that sometimes what women are lacking in our world is to know that you don't have to earn a man's love that way. You just deserve it by existing. Yeah. Yeah. And. Our big story is, you know, Eileen and I, we had relationships in the world. We did all the world deal. But when we met, we were brand new in faith, really brand new. We were like, we could we could sleep together like that. I think we'll wait. Why don't we do it God's way? We'll just try it the Bible's way. We waited until we got married. Uh, and I know there's a there seems to be a, a disconnect between people of like values and morals, men and women. Young people trying to get together. And all I can say is hang on. Don't compromise. Uh, and if you're married, uh, return to that first love. Remember what drew you to them and and enjoy. Work on that relationship. Tend that garden. And, right. uh, yeah, practice having babies. That's right. Well, I'm going to take your course. I'm going to take that with my husband. Y'all will love I'm, it. I'm in. I'm in. Y'all, y'all, y'all will, y'all will love it. It's uh, cause it's us, and we're just kind of raw and real. And that I think that's what people say most about us is that we're just so we're just real. We're authentic. Very real. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I, I, it's such a it's a beautiful compliment. But at the same time, I go, it's kind of sad that you know, more of us out here aren't, especially in in ministry and whatnot. But all right, last question. Yes. Uh, it, it's, it's sobering, but it can be joyful too. But I always ask people, it doesn't matter who they are. I go, all of us know at one time or another, our days are numbered. We will pass away. I mean, I just, we just attended a funeral day before yesterday. He lived to be 91. He, he Not rung bad. this, he rung it out. He was That's like, no. Nope. I'm done. I will tell you, my grandfather at 95 bought a new truck and got a 10-year warranty. Just say it. No. Yes, what he did. A stud. He paid for the warranty. <laughs> what a stud. I love it. Eileen's parents are 88, and uh, they live here in Colorado on the ranch, and we actually helped tend to them. They're, they're fun. 
But uh, when we pass, I always ask people, what do you believe is going to happen to you when you die? And why do you believe it? I am confident that I'll be dancing in the kingdom of heaven. I I really am because I'm a big believer and I feel the love and of Jesus Christ and God Almighty, our Father. And I don't look at, when I wake up in the morning, I don't think of it as, oh, heavenly Father, what will we do today? Mm. I think Mm. of myself as a little girl in pajamas with messy hair, running down the stairs, jumping in his lap and saying, what are we gonna do today? Mm. So. He is a part of my life every single day, and I'm just confident in the word and where that's going to lead. And I hope, and I believe, really, um, that you know we could see we could see things unfolding now that that uh, will make a lot of believers out of a lot of people. And I would just I just picture every knee bowing and me going, uh huh, that's right, oh yeah, <laughs> right. I, 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 we, we totally agree with that too. It's a, it's an exciting time for believers to be a light, uh, That's right. because there's so much darkness. And there, again, there are times Eileen and I, we just get emotional. We're heartbroken at the state of man, yeah, but yet know. we know he's entrusted us to be a light. And yeah. believe me, we, we last week we reached. Uh, I think it was 6.9 million people through social media. We don't, we can't believe it. We're just like, what? And the, but the Lord, he just keeps giving us opportunity. Uh, tomorrow we'll be in Mar-a-Lago uh, for great. a couple of days mm-hmm. and then up in Chattanooga. And we're, we're thankful to God for that opportunity. And just like you, you're, you're a great influencer and you're a bright light. Um, oh, and how can people best follow you, Lee Allen? So you can try to follow me on Instagram, although I'm pretty shadow banned and I come with a warning label. <laughs> yeah. So yes. I'm at L underscore A underscore Baker underscore 13 because my real name was taken so many times that I right. can't get it. Um, and then on Twitter, I'm L underscore A underscore Baker. And so those are the best ways to find me. Again, it will say, are you sure you want to follow her? Because she's you know, pretty up Her. in the government's yeah. trail, you know. <laughs> so, we... I mean, I have been compared to the caliphate, so. <laughs> yeah, you are a threat against the kingdom of darkness. That is for sure. Well, uh, you uh, you don't have a personal website, right? Mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm a homeschooling well, mom who works also. And I was telling, I was telling wow. Kendall today, I said, you got to help me download this to get this going. I said, because, you know, I said, I homeschool my kids. I still work as an actor. I'm trying to save our nation the best I can and show them the truth of what's going on. I'm decorating for Christmas. I cut my own kids' hair and I groom my own dogs. Like, I need help in this area. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Folks, you're, you're, you're hearing and watching it straight. And uh, this is real life. Uh, and I thank God for women like yourself, moms and wives who understand the value of it all. And, and you've not let Hollywood ruin you, uh, to compromise. So good, good stock. A lot of people are going to be praying for you and we look forward to seeing you, uh, in your family face to face one day soon. Thank you. Can't wait folks. 
wherever you are, whatever you're doing, man, live full throttle for God's glory. Uh, let hit, Everybody has their own lane, but the key thing is to, to run in your lane and run fast. Rest when you need to, but run, and uh, time to go get it done. God bless y'all. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.